You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of the Pod Mania podcast, where we preview and give our predictions for Backlash 2018, the first co-branded pay-per-view of the new brand era. I'm joined once again by Garth. How are you, my friend? Hello, hello. Good, good. You? Yes, not too bad, not too bad. We are over the hump that was the greatest Royal Rumble, (laughs) and we are now actually looking into some storyline progression and backlash. Uh, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, we didn't post a review to the Greatest Royal Rumble, and there is a very, very simple reason for that. I thought it was shit. Um, <laughs> completely inconsequential. Yes, completely inconsequential. The way it was billed as the next WrestleMania, and then what we got was effectively an average house show. You know, with the exception of the Rumble, which was decent, you know, all the matches leading up to it, with the exception of the ladder match for the IC title, just were awful. You know that a show is going to be awful when Jeff Hardy's match is is awful. Well, he looked injured anyway, I'm sure. He looked he injured lit- anyway, but being yeah. in a match with Jinder Mahal clearly <laughs> just didn't agree with him because that sell for Whisper in the Wind, <laughs> if the WWE still had the Slammies, that would win an award straight away. Jesus, how strong was that wind? <laughs> Jesus, awful. But that is the reason, and to be perfectly honest, ladies and gentlemen, with the amount of pay-per-views and things going on, we just thought, do you know what? We're just going to enjoy the Greatest Royal Rumble. You know, we didn't know at the time that we wouldn't enjoy it, but there we are. Um, and we'd look forward to Backlash, which genuinely has the potential to be a really, really good show. Um of course, we're still in the process of sort of evening outside after the uh, Superstar shakeup. We've still got some Raw and SmackDown people facing off for some reason. Um, but hopefully that will write itself after this pay-per-view and um, we'll get a more cohesive card. But looking at it, Garth, uh, before we delve into our predictions, like I said, there's some there's some stellar matchups here. Yeah, I mean, AJ Shinsuke is... Going to be good. That I mean, to be fair, that was good at the Royal Rumble. It was probably, with the exception of the unbelievably screwy finish between Brock and Roman, it was the only storyline progression. Yeah. And it was the only thing that worked. Um, I like the fact that Nakamura didn't eat another loss. Yeah. Um, oh. You know, Styles the- retained the championship, which was the correct thing to do because it means we... We keep this few going. Yeah. Um, and it carried on this week as well, which is good. Excellent, yeah. And to be honest, Shinsuke's heel turn has just completely reinvigorated his character. Yeah. I mean, people were worried about his creative, his direction, and now we are seeing what Nakamura can do. Yes, he seems to be targeting AJ Styles' balls an unhealthy amount, <laughs> but, you know... It's... It seems to work, it seems to work with his character, though. Yeah, absolutely. He's taken a page out of Toriano's book. And Toriano has made a complete career out of it. So, you know... The quirky sort of, yeah. Yeah, as long as he doesn't start selling DVDs in his dressing gown, we're fine. God. I mean, (laughs) the the best thing about it all is they've nullified his entrance. 
by putting the the wrap over it. I really like that. It's yeah. such a heel move. I absolutely really love smart. it. Absolutely love it. Anyway, shall we delve straight in? And Let's we can start, sort of talk about Raw and SmackDown where it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, we'll start with the match that has been added most recently to the card, and that is the tag team match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, and the team of Braun Strowman and, pardon me, Bobby Lashley. Now, you are a bit of a TNA fiend. I mean, that is, that's not overstepping the mark, Garth, is it? Compared <laughs> no, to me, you are a I, TNA fiend. I used to love it, yeah. And um, when Bobby Lashley came back to the WWE uh, post-Mania, yeah. I think we can all agree that we expected him to make an instant impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think he's done that? Um, it hasn't been sort of straight out of the blocks, but... I think he's still been sort of coming out quite strong at the end of each sort of episode. I think he he's, has. Um, he was all right in the Rumble. Uh, nothing sort of too stellar, but I just think it's odd them putting him in a match like this. It's it's this just, match it seems to reek of, oh my God, we've got a pay-per-view on Sunday and we have not got Braun Strowman on the card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is what... Because there's no way that you can have a pay-per-view, any WWE pay-per-view at the moment, and not have Braun Strowman on it. Yeah. Because he is the most over-person in the entire company. You know, he's just won the Saudi Royal Rumble and won that pointless <laughs> belt that will never, ever be defended because he did not come out with it on Raw and it was never it, mentioned. It's the best-looking belt they've got. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, it looks like something Jeff Hardy would have worn in TNA. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, the thing I've got with Bobby Lashley's recent... Well, his most recent WWE run is that they are basically wanting him to be the next Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, understandably, the man is incredibly jacked. He's got a great moveset. And from what I understand, his mic game has improved. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen any of that. and The fans haven't been given a reason to care about Bobby Lashley. They've... There's no story. There's no, no reason there's for nothing. him to be there. He came out and destroyed Elias. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Elias? It was Elias on his debut on the debut episode of Raw. He's attacked Sami Zayn, which played into the greatest little bit of storytelling uh, just before, just after Sami Zayn's entrance um, on the last episode of Raw in Montreal, where Sami Zayn <laughs> said, "The reason I didn't come." to the Greatest Royal Rumble was because I came down with a serious case of vertigo from that <laughs> vertical suplex from Bobby Lashley. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Everything that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn does, uh, do are, is just, it turns to gold. I absolutely love the pairing of them. However, there is no way that Owens and Zayn are winning this. No. Unless there's some sort of screw, screwy thing going on or unless Braun turns on Lashley or something like that to set up a feud with them. I wouldn't I hate a match between Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. That would be a good match. I mean, that would be... Re- that, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, actually, the more I'll think about it, the more i like it. But for me, even though Owens and Zayn... I mean, I said to you uh, before we came on air that if Owens and Zayn held the Tag Team Championships on Raw for the next year, I'd absolutely love it because the two are comic gold. Yeah, They're amazing. Kevin Owens is quickly becoming one of my favourite people in the company. 
you know, closely followed by Sami Zayn. You know, there's a wonderful you... there's a wonderful video going round at the moment of you know when Owens and Zayn first started entering together in SmackDown, mm-hmm. and you've got that cartoon really butch dog walking <laughs> down the street, and then that's that really really scratty like dancing dog that bounces yeah. around him, and then <laughs> next to it is that picture of Owens and Zayn. It's just like, yeah, that's it is. absolutely perfect. Whoever came totally. up with that, props to you. Um, but yeah, for me, gotta be Strowman and Lashley. Yeah. it's... Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a sort of squash, but they're going to do the whole, like, Lashley's going to get them both up, isn't he? I'll tell you what, if he gets both of them, I mean, I know Sami Zayn doesn't exactly weigh much, but if he gets Owens up as well, good grief, that's un- yeah. unparalleled strength. Um, it just worries me that if this is a clean victory for Strowman and Lashley, I'm not too worried about Owens and Zayn because they're so over that they can eat a loss. Yeah. Um. I mean, though it did irritate me that they had Jinder Mahal on their team and it was Owens that ate the pin. Um, (laughs) The thing that worries me is if this is a clean victory for the Strowman team and there's no storyline progression... What's the reason? Why is this match on there and where does Lashley go next? There's got to be... There's got to be something happening after the match. Has to be. Has to be. Or one of them gets in the way of the other one or something like that. Yeah. Because I'm not I'm not hundred percent sold the fact that Braun's a full sort of baby face. I think he's sort of on in the middle ground at the minute. Between it. Yeah. I think he's still maybe he's got that in him to sort of do something. Yeah, I mean Steve Austin was never really perceived as a face. Even yeah. though it was the you know it was the most over guy in the company ever. That's the sort of thing. He I was mean, the yeah, trainer, like, wasn't he? And that was what everyone loved. I so, can see maybe he's Lashley picking up the win, Braun coming in to celebrate with him, and then just picking him up and slamming him. Yeah, I could see that just to set something up. I wouldn't hate it either. I would not yeah. hate it. Um, so yeah, that's the first prediction. Both going for Team Strowman. Uh, we move on to the match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, and that is going to be contested between our current Raw champion, Nia Jax, and Alexa Bliss. Um, Alexa Bliss hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania, I don't think. In fact, I believe that she has only been chased away by a mixture of Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax, and has done those absolutely fantastic public service announcement videos. I know that they're extremely tenuous and extremely close to the bone and you know I think it's brilliant I, honestly she's amazing the on the she mic she's fantastic the fact she hasn't wrestled yet she's still sort of top of that tree yeah says it all really I think yeah absolutely yes she's not the best worker but I think I think you can sort of forgive that yeah when it comes as a package she's improved I think though mm-hmm I mean, I think we've said on this podcast before, you look at the fact that Alexa Bliss, when she came up from NXT in the original draft, you know, she'd never won NXT gold. She'd very rarely wrestled because she'd been managing Buddy and Murphy. Yeah. So to come to where she is now, she's, you know, the first woman to have both the SmackDown and Raw women's titles. She's a two-time SmackDown women's champion. You know. She did. Yeah, I mean, our matches haven't been bad. No, she hasn't done at all. It's just... I mean, she's obviously quite limited at the minute, but yeah, I think I don't know. I I can see her coming out of this with the belt. Really? Are you going for Alexa Bliss? I am. 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm in Nijax. There's a yeah. couple of reasons I'm getting Nijax. This whole storyline has been based on weight and, you know, it's quite a sore yeah. subject. One that doesn't really need to be in wrestling, if you ask me, but there we are. Um, I think it would be extremely strange for Nijax to be given her WrestleMania moment then have that taken away again by um, the heel Alexa Bliss. Mm. I think that Alexa Bliss will lose this and then I think that we will get another number one contender um, because don't forget, we have got to get Ronda Rousey into the championship picture at some point. Um, Whether she wins the woman's money in the bank briefcase or via some other means, I imagine Ronda Rousey will be in the title picture come uh, Survivor Series. Um, Bliss has had a great run at the top of the Raw Women's Championship sort of uh, pyramid. She's had a great run as champion on SmackDown as well before that. I think, you know, if she falls down the card a bit, I don't think that'll hurt her too much. I just think if... I think something... Again, I think it's going to be something to do with either Mickey James or... Ronda coming down at some point and costing something. Yeah. something Something's going to happen outside the ring. And I don't know. I could see Bliss getting some sort of cheap roll-up or something like that. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Mickey James got involved and then we hear um, Bad Reputation and yeah. Ronda Rousey comes out. Because don't forget, Ronda Rousey is this huge thing and she's not on the card. <laughs> Uh, I will just say, ladies and gentlemen, that at this time, at the time of recording this podcast on Thursday the 3rd of May, no dark matches have been announced. Um, I know that there will be some because I know there's a, is there an hour's pre-show as well as a four-hour yeah, pay-per-view. Definitely a pre-show, yeah. Jesus, four hours. Four hours every month. <laughs> yep. Right, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, your game for Alexa Bliss. I yep. think that's a very brave prediction, but who am I to judge because I am shit at predictions. I'm going for Nia Jax. Um, just to be the, the other side of the coin. Just to be the other <laughs> side. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, for those who either haven't listened to the podcast before or you know are coming back, it's been a while since we've done the previews and the predictions. As far as I'm aware, I am two one up. <laughs> no, That's I can't. No, I'm gone. No, we didn't do the menu in the. Come back to me, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, when we do our review of Backlash next week, I will have who is ahead on predictions, <laughs> even though I'm ninety percent sure it's me. Um, anyway, moving on from the Royal Women's Championship, we'll move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship now, where we have Carmella, our current SmackDown Women's Championship uh, champion, and Charlotte Flair. I don't hate Carmella as champion. In fact, um, I quite like her as champion. She's all right. She's, um, um, when she's not wrestling. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Her in, she's not. She's not atrocious in ring. She's just. It's very basic. Um, but for me, to be fair, the match I had on SmackDown was pretty good this week. The six woman tag, yeah, she was helped she... a lot by the fact that Peyton oh, yeah, Royce yeah. and Billy Kay are very good in the ring. But when um, she was when she was in there against Charlotte, it was all right. Yeah, again, you know, Charlotte could Charlotte. carry anyone <laughs> to a good match. And again, I'm not doing Carmella a disservice. She's come on fantastically since the days with Enzo and Cass. Um, and to be honest, so far, she's looked like a champion. I've really enjoyed it. I don't yeah. think it'll last long, but you know, especially when you've got Asuka, Charlotte, and Becky all on that brand. Um, but so far, I've really enjoyed it. I think Carmella will retain here. It's a first championship match. 
since um, she cashed in. She's got the Iconics on board. And even though I imagine Becky and Oscar will come down to help Charlotte, I still think Carmella will come out of this with the championship. And I think that we will start to see a feud between Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, I've got I've got um Carmella to retain. Um and I think I think they do need to do something with Becky. Because she's just stale. She's she's the same character she's been for the last two years. She is, but she's so over. That's it. That's the only reason that I, the only thing it's the same with the Bailey thing. Is yeah. it, it's the it's because of the kids. But again, she's... you look at Bailey's character, mm-hmm. Bailey not over. Because no, they fudged her completely. Whereas Becky is so unerringly charming, you know, in everything that she does, you cannot not like Becky Lynch. Mm. You can't. Which is why I think when they do do Charlotte. the Charlotte versus Becky thing, Charlotte will have to be the heel. I hope Charlotte does become the heel. Yeah, because even though Charlotte face is good, heel Charlotte is better. And yeah. I think that Becky will attempt to help Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And will end up costing her this. Carmella will retain, and that will start to sow the seeds between Charlotte and Becky, which means that we yeah. get Charlotte and Becky at either SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Or uh, the next one's Money in the Bank, isn't it? It's not going to be Money in the Bank, but just sowing those seeds. Yeah, I don't care if that is my. I don't care if this goes all the way till Mania, because mm-hmm. Becky versus Charlotte would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Those two are put on an absolute barnstormer. <laughs> Um, so you're going Carmella, I'm going Car- Carmella. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. So we now move on to the United States Championship between Jeff Hardy, who is the current champion, and Mr. Randall Keith Orton. Um, <laughs> I want Randy as far away from the championship picture as is humanly possible. And so that I. is not because, as many people will assume it is, because he's boring. Because genuinely, over the last couple of weeks, he's actually looked motivated, which is a rarity for Randy. Um, He seems to have turned heel again. He does. And if he's turned heel, fantastic, because heel heel Orton should be the only Orton. Um, (laughs) But I think when you've got, you've had the brand split, you've had the superstar shake-up now, you've had call-ups from NXT, you've got Andrade Cien Almas, who still hasn't debuted. You've got Sanity, who still haven't debuted. You know, you've got a lot of people still to come in. And if that United States Championship scene is still clogged with Orton, because let's face it, if Orton wins it, you're going to drop in it straight away. No. And if he's heel, Almas isn't going to go for it because he's also heel. So for me, I would have Jeff Hardy retain here, go into a program with Almas, and Almas will take it off him. That's That's my scenario. And I think it'll happen at Money in the Bank. That's And I think Randy... Randy could do anything. You know, he's a 14-time world champion. He's a Grand Slam champion. He could literally just walk up, RKO someone, just a random person in the locker room every episode of SmackDown, and he would still be over. He should just be used to sort of enhance now. Yeah, exactly. He should be. Just have great matches with people. And then the occasional dream match. Randy Orton Mm -hmm. and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Randy Orton and AJ Styles. Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan. That's fine. You know, he's always going to be a main event player. He's Randy Bloody Orton. But what you've got to ask yourself now is, if we're having all this time, I mean, Keith Lee's just signed for the WWE now as well. Yeah. I mean, I imagine he'll go to NXT, but NXT is still full of talent. You know, 
and you've got to ask yourself, what's the point in promoting them? That well, that's the thing. If, you know, people, people like are all... still around. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the same could be said to a certain extent with Jeff Hardy holding the title. Mm-hmm. But you know, he has only just come back. You know, he's been back up to the company for a year. Orton's been there the entire time. I think that just the thing with Jeff, he's just come back from like an injury. That's true. He's got the he's picked up the belt, and then obviously he's jumped brands as well. I think that he's he's going to end up back with Matt at some point. Maybe it's when like sanity comes into the sort of four. Yeah, and have a feud, but I don't. I can't. I can't see Jeff holding that belt too long. No, I mean, I think Jeff will retain here, mm-hmm. um, so and here. I think it will be a far better match than that uh, than his match against Jinder at the <laughs> GRR or the GUR. Um, because I'm not saying greatest, longest, you know, tallest, widest Royal Rumble or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> but I just. I don't think Orton should be challenging for championships. I think nice. that that should now, you know, he is a stalwart of the company. He is a legend. You know, he's a future Hall of Fame, you know, headliner, let's be honest. Um, but other people need that opportunity now. You know, yep. Almas, Killian Dane, you know, Ty Dillinger, Was all these people. people. There, like Bobby Roode and people like that who are there now? Yeah, Absolutely. You know, you've got these people and you need them to be, we need them to have something. So that's that's my theory anyway. That's my two cents on it. Yeah. I've got Jeff Hardy to retain and I think Ormus will take it off Hardy at Money in the Bank. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of fancy booking free. <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got Jeff as well, so yeah. Yeah, both Jeff. Right. Uh, this for me is Lock of the Night. Um, it's lock of the night for two reasons. Uh, one, because why on earth would you have both mid-card belts on SmackDown? And second, because it's Seth Rollins. So the match for the Intercontinental Championship between Seth Rollins, your current champion, and The Miz. They're both on different brands. Yeah. It doesn't this make is, sense is, for The Miz this is to where take the, it. This is where the shake-up starts to screw things up. Yeah, and it's not the first one either. Um, or it's not, sorry, it's not the last one. Um, I just, I don't, I just, I don't see how Raw, a three-hour show, can have the Universal Championship that's never there, mm. and that's it. Yeah. You know the tag belts, that's it. So for me, there's there's just no way that the Miz is going to do it. This is a pointless match for me. Why not have, you know. Have the Miz charge for something else. The Miz is fantastic. You can put the Miz in anything. I wouldn't mind seeing the Miz have the WWE Championship at some point again. Yeah. Um, and I doubt there are many wrestling fans out there listening to this who would disagree. But why not have Rollins Balor at Backlash as opposed know, to main eventing Raw? Especially after that. Well, that's the thing. That, that that was a main event match. It was. That was a pay per view level match. Yeah. And excellent. if you gave, look at what they did at SummerSlam when unfortunately um, Balor ended up with the separated shoulder. Mm-hmm. Look what they produce. They have such good chemistry. You know, you want money matches. You know, two headline matches. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. So the three headline matches. Styles Nakamura, Rollins Balor, Range Joe. Tell yeah. me you wouldn't want to watch that. I mean, because... Only because I don't see 
how this is going to come as anything else but a Rollins win. Yeah. Whereas if it was Balor, at least there'd be some sway. Plus the the way they seem to be sort of building Rollins again. Yeah, exactly. Um, as a single I, star, which he should be. He, he got, like on Monday, he got like a bit of an extended sort of promo at the end of his match, didn't he? Big, big um, pop as well. Exactly, massive. The crowd seemed to be really behind him again. Yeah, they did, absolutely. And good, because yeah. he's absolutely amazing. I think a lot of it's to do with the fact he's been been able to do the curb stomp again as well. Oh, God, yeah. Such a good... It, it, yeah. it does beat the ass of the knee, doesn't it, really? A yeah, stupid knee it. move. Um, but, you know, he's... Bar AJ Styles and perhaps Daniel Bryan now, he's the best worker in the company. Yeah, I think I think he's... I think at this possibly point, Brian, yeah, possibly better. He's Brian. better than better than Brian, but just because I just think Brian's still working towards feeling his way back in. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of Daniel Bryan, look how good we are at segways. <laughs> yes. Um, so you're getting in on it now. Uh, we've got the match <laughs> between Daniel Bryan and Big Cass. Now, do you know what? I'm actually looking forward to this match. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it, but. Before we came on air, we spoke about how the Superstar Shake-Up has completely re- reinvigorated SmackDown. And how SmackDown now is again, for the first time probably since SummerSlam, is actually must-view television. You look at their roster, you look at the storylines, everything seems to be cohesive again. And yeah. then you get a segment where Big Cass comes out with a little person dressed like Daniel Bryan. And instantly you're forcefully returned to 1998 when things like this were funny. And honestly, it was the most cringeworthy segment I've ever watched. It was so painfully unfunny. And I really did feel for Big Cass because he hasn't written it. And, you know, the bloke gave it his all. This is this oh, is Jesus the, Christ. in the background laughing his tits off, isn't it? Oh yeah, this is this is a Vince thing. This is obviously it reeked of Vince, but Jesus Christ! I, I think the the good thing about this match is you know for a fact Daniel Bryan's gonna give us all to put a good match on, and obviously Cass isn't again not the greatest worker, but I think if he's in there with someone like Daniel Bryan, who's gonna bump all over for him. And put up a fight. I think it's going to be a really good match. I think it's going to surprise some people. This could. This is only a good thing for Big Cass. This match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the build-up's been hit and miss. His his segment with Brian uh, two weeks ago, when he said how Daniel Bryan reminded him of a weaker version of himself when he was younger. <laughs> thought that was really good. I, I enjoyed that. It was a decent. It was a decent sort of motivation for the match, and, and then it yeah. just I just felt this completely spaffed all over it. Yeah, totally. Um, that, that that original one seemed to have a bit of realism in it. Exactly, and because he had that intensity, people believed him, and people were like, yeah. "Whoa, where the hell has this come from?" And then this just for me ruined it. It really did because it was just a case of it was almost like last week should have been this week. Yeah. Does that make sense? Last yeah. week's segment with Daniel Bryan because he didn't have to, you know, they did this thing where Daniel Bryan can't show up in case his scratches get infected. It's like, <laughs> are you being fucking serious? Jesus Christ. Um, you know, if that week had been this week, then that would have been a fantastic sort of jump off point to backlash. Um, but this match, like I've said, it's only a good thing for Big Cass to be in, 
to be in the ring with Daniel Bryan, you know, who is an unbelievable worker, even post-injury. And I think Daniel Bryan's at the point where, and this is like sort of leading into prediction, I think he's happy to put people over now, to build people up. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually went in and said, I'll work with Cass when he comes back. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. I mean... So I think he's going to put him over. <laughs> when they when they split him and Enzo up, I you know it was obvious that Vince had big ideas for Cass. Yeah. Um, because which is why I think Cass has ended up on SmackDown because they want to separate him and Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, had big ideas for Cass, but and people were sort of against the idea. But I think that's because who did Cass work with before he got off injured? Big Show mm. and Enzo. It's not the greatest resume, is it? No, and it's you know, not two people who you can... Like, if he gets in a bit of a sort of fix in a match, they're not going to sort of carry you through it or help you through it. Exactly. I'm reserving judgment on Cass as a heel until I've seen a couple more weeks. Yeah. Because, you know, we've seen a couple of weeks. This week has been dog shit, but that's not I Cass's just, fault. I wish they just wouldn't... Just because he's tall, don't play on the tall thing. No, exactly. That's not a story. No. That's not a reason to hit somebody because they're smaller than you. Exactly. Which is why I enjoyed last week when they actually gave some background as to why. That's why I enjoyed that. You know, it gave some clarity to Big Cass being this arsehole, which is fine. But then bringing out a little person dressed like Daniel Bryan, it's like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> WWE. I do wish um, they would change Cass's get-up as well. Those that sort of pants and stuff. I don't know, for some reason, I thought when he'd come back he would be in like a singlet or something. Just to really, really sort of separate it off from when yeah. he was with Enzo. Uh-huh. Totally just different, yeah. Yeah. Um, Like the sort of Jack Swagger style Sigler that I used to wear. Worked well for Swagger. <laughs> I used to like Jack Swagger. <laughs> I believe he's making his MMA debut this week. Is he? I think he's signed for Bellator. Jesus. Um, I mean, he's probably going to get his head caved in, but even yeah. so. <laughs> um, so Who am I right him? in thinking that you're going to go for Big Cass? I'm going to go Big Cass, yeah. Uh, I mean, you make a good point. Um, Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm getting Daniel Bryan. Because the loss isn't going to hurt Daniel Bryan. That's true. Daniel Bryan could lose every single week. It just plays into his character. Look at WrestleMania 30. Um, You know, that was the entire premise of the show. But... A loss against Big Cass, really? When he's only just I come think... back? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can see it, to be fair, but for the sake of our predictions battles, I'm going to go <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Um, which leaves us with the two matches that are up for headlining and main eventing this show, and I certainly hope that the title match does. Okay, because if Reigns... Bloody! Um, if Reigns closes the show, <laughs> Jesus Christ! There's going to be chairs thrown into the ring. Yeah. Um, the crowd's going to go ape. But we're going to start with Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Um, for me, Samoa Joe is the best heel in the company. Yeah, that he promo is... he cut. That promo he cut on was it Monday? Yeah. Or not the one he did on SmackDown even? Oh, the, it, to be it fair, both of the them are really good. Yeah. Just so intense. But do you know what he reminds me of with his promos? Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, because it's just so deliberate. Does Samoa Joe ever raise Can't. his voice? Uh, no. Sometimes he gets well, a bit sort of. Sort of. 
You look at that promo he cut at Brock Lesnar when yep. Brock laughed at him for um, when he beat him after Great Balls of Fire. Came into the ring, Brock looked away and Joe just said to him, you keep your eyes on me or I swear to God I'm going to choke you out. Yeah. And just that, honestly, he's like, who the hell says that to Brock? That's like scaring you, doesn't it? It does. And then just that stuff with Paul Heyman. I'm sorry, that stuff with Paul Heyman was my promo of the year last year. Absolutely insane. They, um, good. they work well together. Like. And, you know, anyone who hasn't seen the best of Samoa Joe, look at his matches in TNA. Look at some of his matches with Finn Balor in NXT. You know, his matches with Shinsuke in NXT. Yeah. He's an absolutely amazing worker. But he's coming up against Roman Reigns. <laughs> and Roman Reigns, now... The eater of dreams. The eater of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes he is and let's be honest he was supposed to get the belt at Mania before they realised that he wasn't over in America they wanted him to get the belt in Saudi Arabia he didn't get it in Saudi Arabia because he wasn't over in Saudi Arabia they tried to get him over in Canada and that didn't (laughs) work either so what I'm going to ask you Garth is where are they going to give the belt to Roman Reigns where it's not going to get greeted with just a cavalcade of booze. Well, unless they go to like a school or something. Exactly. I can't. I honestly don't know. I just I don't understand where the cutoff point is for the Roman experiment because it's got, got to be heel turn somewhere. There has to be. He won't. They won't turn him heel. They want him to be the face of the company. It's like the John Cena thing all over again. But the thing is, I think this is worse. This is worse because this is so transparent. Yeah. And you know what? I genuinely feel sorry for Roman Reigns because Roman has done nothing wrong. It's management. Sometimes, sometimes you watch him when he's in the ring and others are cutting the promos and he just looks like he's looking around thinking, like, oh, here we go again. What the fuck am I meant to do with this? <laughs> exactly. You know, he's got to wait 10 minutes for the booze to stop. I've and got to why wait are we booing Roman lines. Reigns? I asked that to the don't... entire wrestling universe. Why are we booing Roman Reigns? It's not Roman Reigns. Because WWE want us to like him. Roman Reigns just happens to be the embodiment of everything that's wrong with the WWE. It's not Roman yeah. Reigns' fault. If Seth Rollins was in Roman Reigns' boots, we would boo Seth Rollins. Because it's Seth because Rollins it's... would be pushed yeah. down our throats. It feels like, yeah, it feels like, like you're being dictated to. Exactly. You will like this person. But that's not but... Reigns. Reigns isn't going into Vince and saying... I want to have oh, yeah. on WrestleMania for the fourth year in a row. I, th- I think Reigns is at the point where he wants to turn heel. I think Reigns just wants something different. But yeah. I genuinely think if he has another match for the Universal title against Brock Lesnar, people are just going to leave. Oh, definitely. That, that, cannot, that cannot happen again. But Brock, Brock needs to lose that belt before Reigns headlines for the belt again. Which is a long way off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's face it. Who's going to take it off Brock? There's only Plus, Braun, really, who's going to take it yeah, off Brock. Exactly. And Bro- Brock's not going to have signed a new contract for him to lose the belt so soon. Exactly. And let's face Unless, it as well, have you seen how many days it is till he breaks Punk's record? Yeah. 34 that's days. What, that's what they're waiting for. That's. It's so it's so childish, it really it's is. So, it's so obvious as well. I mean, look, they did it with... Um, Demolition. Demolition. They did it with the, um, the women's title. Yes, um, they're just it's it's pettiness, but that's I mean, what's the next pay per view after his 
Get money Brett in the Old bank Britain, after. Right? So you'd be losing it there. Um, just potentially one, one second. Or somebody wins. Reigns wins the money in the bank and then cashes in and gets it. Maybe it's it's technically NXT. Yeah, uh, NXT Takeover Chicago too. Um, but I'm sure money in the bank is in Chicago. I'm sure it is. So does Reigns yeah, win the money, it's in, money the in the bank? Money in the bank is being held. Uh, 2018, June seventeenth. So it is, yeah. Uh, Rosemont, Illinois. So, I, I think Reigns will be in that, and I think he'll win it to avoid having another match with Brock. Oh fucking hell! Can you imagine? Just every time Reigns comes out, reminding us that he's the briefcase holder. I, I, I honestly think. Brock will go up against somebody for the belt. I don't know. Um, Braun or It's got to be Braun for me. Um, keep, keeps the title and then Reigns cashes in the same night. Oh, Jesus and then, Christ. And Reigns, that, that way Reigns gets the belt from Brock without having to have a match. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it depresses me to hear that scenario. It really does, but it's probably what's going to happen, let's be honest. So, yes, that means Reigns is going over <laughs> against uh, Joe, unfortunately. Okay. I mean, I'm going Roman Reigns. Um, I'd I'd like to say Joe. I'd love to say Joe, but, you know, the head's dictating the heart. But, but an early predict... I might do a swerve. I'd love to see them start to work on Roman's lack of confidence. You know, we can't beat Brock. He loses against Samoa Joe. Well, Brock isn't in this pay-per-view, is he? The Universal title isn't on this pay-per-view, and I'd be very, very surprised if it's at Money in the Bank. So, does he turn up and cost Reigns a match? Um, He's not going to, is he? He's not going to turn up now. I'd be very surprised. I'm going to waste one of his appearances. God, yeah, 500k just to turn <laughs> up and cost Reigns. Um, I will say now, though, my early prediction for Money in the Bank, Smojo. For the briefcase? I think Smojo's going to get the uh, get the briefcase. I would love it if he won the briefcase and started wearing a suit. Oh, like he did in TNA as part of the, yeah. um, oh, what were they called? Main Event Main Mafia. Event, Main Event Mafia, yeah. Because he'll just look mean as hell. To be fair, Samojo could wear anything. He could wear a diaper and a dummy and he'd still look mean as hell. <laughs> um, it's it's just a shame that this match... I mean, he's got very little behind it, apart from the fact that Joe just wants to hurt Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean, there's the been no is... story to it because the Greatest Royal Rumble sort of got in the way, as it has for a lot of these storylines. And um, Joe jumped ship as well. Well, yeah, there is that as well. So everything points to Roman Reigns, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, that brings us to the match that should, in theory, you know, it is Roman Reigns, though, after all, um, should, in theory, main event Backlash 2018, and that is a no-disqualification match for the WWE Championship between AJ Styles, the current champion, and the newly heel-turned Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, they've done a good job on Nakamura, haven't they? Yeah. That certainly really made us good. eat our words. I know. Um I I, I I was fearing the fact that he might leave. Well, his creative was fairly poor. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've said before on this podcast, unfortunately, you look at Shinsuke on the main roster, not during NXT, 
you look at Shinsuke on the main roster and can you think of a you know, can you think of a very, very good Shinsuke match? Mm. And the answer is I can think of one. And that yeah. was the number one contendership match between him and John Cena, where he almost broke John Cena's neck. <laughs> um and you know, when you think about the gravitas that Shinsuke has and the size of the star that Shinsuke is, he should be having more than that. So you know, heading into Mania, his his character was stale. So this heel turn is absolutely amazing. And they've yeah. done it so well from the little promos saying I don't speak English <laughs> to the fact that he's now rapping over the over his um entrance theme so that people can't sing along to it. Just little things like that. He has been brilliant. The fact that all he does is just keep hitting AJ Styles and the nads just yeah. absolutely amazing. <laughs> um the fact that this is no dis- disqualification match, um, it gives this match... Uh, this has got to be given 20 minutes. If this I is given so, 20 minutes and they basically say, look, right, going into Mania, we relied on the fact that it was going to be a dream match and we cut it a bit short. But you've got a storyline heading in. Okay? Go for it. Yeah. This could be the match that we should have had at Mania. Mm-hmm. Because definitely, the, I think where they struggled at Mania was they were both faces. Yeah, and there wasn't really any. Um, there was well, there was no building. There was no reason. For there was it. no it was building. Too... There was no storyline. There was nothing at all. Really, I mean, was there? If you didn't know the history of them, you would absolutely no reason for them to be together. No, no, I agree wholeheartedly. I agree with you. There's absolutely no reason for them to be fighting. Apart from you know the fact that he won the Royal Rumble, but apart from that, there was nothing. Apart from Shinsuke turning up occasionally saying, "I'm going to knee you in the face," mm-hmm. which for a WWE Championship storyline, you want more than that, don't you? See, this is. I think this is like, yeah, this is the payoff. <laughs> yeah, I think this could be an absolutely amazing match, and I want it to carry on. But for it to carry on, AJ can't win. Because if AJ wins, that's three times Shinsuke's lost going after the title. Yeah. There's no way they can vindicate Shinsuke going up a fourth time. So, I would have Shinsuke take the title here. Yeah. Um, I've, got, I've got Shinsuke to win. I mean, don't get me wrong. Thank God for AJ Styles. Otherwise, Jinder Mahal might still be champion. Um, <laughs> but this storyline has the legs to keep going. And if this match is, you know, amazing, people are going to want another one. And if Money in the Bank is due to be, you know, they're trying to build it as one of the big five pay-per-views, why not have another AJ Shinsuke match? Well, I mean, if if Shinsuke wins, it gives it another reason for another match because you've got the rematch. rematch clause. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If, absolutely. If you lost, there's no reason. No. No, absolutely. I mean, I agree with you. I think that this match is going to be fantastic. I mean, I did think that last time, and look how wrong I was, but it could be great. Fingers crossed. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All eight matches. So I'm going to run through them again, and we'll go through our predictions for them. Uh, The tag team match between Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We've both gone Team Strowman. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. You are plumping for Biggest Cassidy, and I am going for Daniel Bryan. Yep. Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. We both want Samoa Joe. We've both gone for Roman Reigns. 
Okay. Um, oh, God. What a, what a glowing indictment of wrestling fans. Um, Carmella versus Charlotte. We've both gone for Carmella to retain. Yep. Uh, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. I've gone for Nia to retain. You have gone for Alexa Bliss. Yep. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. We've both gone for Jeff Hardy to retain. Seth versus The Miz. We've both gone for Seth to retain. And finally, AJ versus Shinsuke. We've both gone for Shinsuke to take the title. Is that right? Yep, that's it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there you have it. A preview of Backlash 2018, a card that promises a lot. Let's hope it delivers. We will be reviewing, of course, this entire pay-per-view on Thursday next week. Please make sure you join us for that. In the meantime, you can subscribe and download the podcast to all good distributors of podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podbean, Pippurb, Anchor, all of them. We are available on all of them. You can also talk to me on Twitter at RealRobGoodin. Where can they find you, Garth? I'm at Drummer Jackson. Okay, and in the meantime, enjoy Backlash, and we will see you next Thursday. Yeah, have a good one, guys. 